Hey there, happy Monday morning to you. I'm Todd Duplantis. Welcome to Up to the Minute. We're glad to have you with us on this Monday, July the 20th of 2020. Boy, we're in another week of remote working. It's uh, going to be an interesting week. You know, Brittany joining me live right now. Brittany, I've got a special announcement. And uh, are you, let's see, let me share my screen real fast because I want to show you something real fast. We're going to start off uh, Monday morning with Todd's shared screen. Yeah. Can you see this? <gasps> oh, my goodness. So I'm officially a grandfather. Um, my grandson was born about an hour and a half ago. His name is Alan Joshua Duplantis. They're calling him AJ. And you can see here that uh, he is uh, ready and able to take over the world to, to uh, uh, big things for this little guy. But uh, I just wanted to uh, to st throw that out there at the beginning of the show because this is a very special announcement for me. So there you go. A grandson's born. I'm a grandfather. No, I don't have a name picked out yet. We'll we'll talk about that in the future. But there you go, Brittany. I, I have a. I have, first of all, Todd, congratulations, congratulations to the whole Duplantis family. He's beautiful. I, I hope mom and everyone are doing well, especially during this time. Um, AJ, I love, I love that as as a, a nickname. Um, but I am going to throw out a name for you, Todd, Grandpappy Todd. Oh, I don't know about that. I'll I'll let his parents and him. I I've always been under the impression that the child picks the name for the grandparent. I know I did with my grandparents, so I'm going to leave it up to AJ to pick the name. But congratulations to my son Joshua and my daughter-in-law Amber for uh, I know they're uh, uh, very excited right now. Congratulations, Todd. Congratulations. Thank Thanks. You're getting some congratulations here on uh, on our comments, Todd. So that's that's amazing news. But um, but going back to up to the minute, uh, I mean, how can we top that? I mean, the birth of of a new little one is just amazing and beautiful. Uh, but thank you to everyone joining us on up to the minute this morning. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Send your congratulations to Todd and his family on their latest edition. And uh, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And last but certainly not least, be sure to share this podcast uh, so we can grow our audience. That's right. Make sure you uh, share this podcast, as Brittany mentioned. You know, our audience has grown exponentially since we've been in the shutdown phase and working remotely, and we appreciate all the viewers we have here this morning. We look forward to getting more, so make sure you share this. We've got some very special guests, your HCC news and information, things you need to know to get your week started. We've got a couple of guests on the show today. First off, Juan Crawford, instructor with Real Estate. Juan has joined me many times before on the topic, and we're uh, proud to have you with us again this morning on Up to the Minute. It's good to be here. I'm excited, excited, excited. We're excited to have you and we'll be back with you in just a moment. But we're going to start right. things off with Melinda Lazinski. And Melinda is an instructor of studio art for the Visual and Performing Arts Center of Excellence at HCC Southeast. Good morning to you. Good morning. Thank you for having me, Todd. Absolutely. Okay. So I want to start off by asking you, you know, things changed dramatically for all of us uh, around spring break. We left for the spring break and haven't returned to the offices since. And all the instruction went online. How was this past spring and summer as the uh, art studio classes have been taken online? Well, you know, it's funny you ask that because right before we left for spring break, my students and I were talking about, you know, what's going to happen? Are we going to go online? And I just said, please take all your supplies with you. Take whatever you need just in case. So it was a really weird time just thinking about 
how do you teach a studio class online? Because a lot of it is really hands-on and you're demoing and you're sharing materials. So it really, um, one thing we're really good at in the arts is critical thinking and problem solving. So a lot of it was just, okay, how can I get resources together? Like, I live in a one-bedroom apartment. What can I turn into uh, an office or a classroom? How can I, you know, give this level of instruction? So it was a weird time. Um, I feel much better about the fall. And the summer went pretty well. It was uh, not studio classes. It was art appreciation, which we already offer online. So that was an easier switch. Now, I understand you and your students have participated in virtual shows using social media platforms to get the students' work out there. Cute cat, by the way. Um, tell us about the virtual uh, online shows and how you were able to get that product out there. Well, luckily in the arts, I mean, Instagram is a really good tool that we already use as artists. A lot of it use, of us use it for self-promotion and also galleries and museums already have an online presence. Um, it just really opens up the art world more globally. So I thought of it sort of as an opportunity to students to say, hey, you need to document your work really well. Like this is a skill that's going to be valuable um, in the future and just on your own um, getting a portfolio together for school. So it kind of came together um, much better than I expected. Uh, everyone's already familiar with that platform. Um, so we had made um, a collaborative painting in my class, my painting one class, that we were going to be using as our poster for Southeast. So we just decided to use that as the poster for the whole show and um, divided it by campus. And it was awesome because all of the students got to see each other's work, which doesn't really happen um, in a traditional semester, right? Because I think Houston is the size of Connecticut, right? So um, just to drive around to like Northeast or Spring Branch and see all of the shows, um, it's just really nice to see what everyone is doing at all of the campuses. Let me ask you this. Um, do you think that this pandemic or we're all working remotely uh, because we've been more or less forced to work this way. Do you think it sparked creativity from artistic standpoint? I certainly do. I've noticed, um, especially the summer in art appreciation, uh, which isn't really a studio class, but we do make some things. Um, it's really sparked a lot of uh, needing to express emotion. Uh, maybe what we're going through or experiencing day-to-day uh, -day in this new reality. So that's been really good to see. Also, as far as uh, materials in my studio classes, my students were uh, more open to using different things and experimenting. You know, you did have to kind of switch over. So I think, yeah, it kind of forces you to be creative on a certain level. And you yourself, are you're, you're an artist. And how has your work changed during the pandemic? Has it inspired some of the work that you're doing? Well, um, yeah, you know, I have a studio um, outside of my home, but I am a little freaked out, right? So I pretty much stay in my house and um, I've been, I was making a lot of ceramics before, uh, which was kind of a new thing, but I don't have my own kiln, right? So like going to uh, the place where I usually find my work, uh, they closed down. So I had to kind of switch over. And what I started doing was working with paper in a more sculptural way. And I find during this, um, where everything seems out of my control, right? I'm like, okay, I'm gonna take this paper and like crumple it and, you know, um, soak it and keep just layering on and on. And so I started kind of making these sculptures that look like the ceramic things, but they're different materials. So sometimes it's just changing a material or, you know, what's around the house? What do I have access to? What can I do in this situation? And just really making the best of it. 
What's been the reaction from your students? I know you mentioned it a, a little bit earlier, but what's been their reaction to uh, the uh, getting instruction online and the, the method of education that we're doing right now? Well, I actually polled my students a couple weeks ago from the spring, just uh, planning for the fall, wanting to, you know, improve or, you know, get the best online class together that I can, because last spring was the first semester teaching uh, virtually as a studio class. So I actually got some pretty good feedback. I think a lot of the things uh, that I did, I'll continue even post pandemic when we can finally be back in the classroom, like uh, it's really great to just be able to make demo videos and uh, have that for them to refer to. A lot of them like using the discussion boards to talk to each other and um, just have those resources always on hand instead of in the classroom. So it kind of forced me to, you know, document a lot of things that I have to show them, but now they can look at it anytime. Melinda, what does your fall look like with uh, the courses that you'll be uh, instructing and, and uh, what is that looking like right now? Uh, right now, I'm scheduled to teach painting one, drawing one, and drawing two um, as a hybrid flex class, I believe, um, at Southeast, and then also an online art appreciation. Okay. Well, we appreciate you being here with us this morning and letting us know uh, how you guys are, are delivering art online for your students in the community. And uh, good luck as we head into the fall. Thanks for being here. You too. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're going to move across town to Juan Crawford. Juan, good morning again. Hey, hello. How are you there, Todd? We and are Brittany doing good. and Nathan. Yeah, we're, we're doing good. It's good to see you here with us again. Um, before we move on, let's talk about how you're handling this new uh, online version of instructing. Um, how has that been over the last few months for you? Well, you know, and, and, and I'm going to kind of put this on the being a retired United States Air Force captain to say that it's fine. I mean, I'm going to be fine wherever wherever I'm placed. And and this we're, we're making this work, um, you know, as far as from a personal standpoint, I'm upstairs in my office right now, which I spend a lot of time. But my 11, my 12 year old son is downstairs taking chess camp online in the from New York. And, and the, the whole online, and then he has to have five days this week of doing chess camp. He does Taekwondo online. So that as, as things move online, we need to figure out a way to be able to use this and use this for our advantage. Not take advantage of this, but use it for our advantage. Let's talk about the real estate program. Are there in the, the levels of certification? We've covered this on some of our shows before, but let's bring people up to speed who are watching now who may be wondering, wow, um, HCC has a real estate program and I can get certain right. certifications. Uh, tell us about those. Well, you can get, uh, you know, the, the three things you can do. You can come to HCC and take the, the six classes that need to get your real estate license or the six to get your real estate license plus co-op text you get a real estate certificate or the six to get your license plus 14 others text you get an associate's degree in real estate now what i've done is spent you know the two or three maybe four phone calls with trek which is texas real estate commission when the, the when the pandemic started it was all of our tests have to be uh proctored how do we get proctored exams when we're not, so we're we're now. They allowed us uh, because our, of our SACS registration uh, to use Respondus Lockdown Browser. Uh, the it, the Lockdown Browser so that we're able to watch students take the test because those are the tests that they take for our six classes: Principles of Real Estate One, Principles of Real Estate Two, Law of Agency, Law of Contract, 
contract forms of addendum real estate finance, those tests can now be given online. They're given at home uh, where in track, the Texas Real Estate Commission allows our students that credit. You know, we wanted to make sure that we got that straight before we started. Right now, right now seems like a good time that um, people may want to learn about social media, especially with real estate, because it helps you uh, promote yourself and uh, your sales. Uh, is social media playing a bigger role during this COVID shutdown for you and your instruction? It, it is, it, well, not so much for my instruction, but definitely I'm a, a licensed broker of uh, my company is Leak Properties. And so when this whole thing started, you know, we, we get all these calls from, from people that are going to sell us leads, going to sell us leads, and no, no, no. But something told me to listen to this one. And I listened and I got my, uh, my, my, my people on the line and we actually got Facebook leads. The guy is over in England. I was like, what about, you know, I'm, I'm over here going to England now, who's helping us get Facebook leads, that nobody else was getting these leads. And so then then we then turned around to be able to get a CRM, and I'm, I'm looking for CRMs, looking for CRMs. I got a CRM company in India to do this. So the triangle between Houston, Texas, and India, from India up to London, from London back down to Houston, that's pretty big, and 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 that, that from a social social distancing standpoint, or the the social media standpoint, is able to do that. Let's talk about the housing market in Houston. You know, there were some fears, I imagine, when this COVID thing first started, that uh, the housing market was going to take a hit. But it looks like, man, housing, people are still buying houses. And this is the time, I guess, uh, the market really hasn't uh, had a problem because of this COVID crisis. Right. This has been a seller's market, meaning a seller is going to have more buyers to buy. So the seller, it, not, not a buyer's market where you can come in and, and there's a house for $200,000 and you pick it up for one fifty. No. Now, if there's a house for $200,000, you might have to offer them $205,000 or $206,000 because it is such a seller's market. We have seen, uh, you know, go to virtual. So we've seen a lot of the, the not, not a lot, but 90% of everything has gone to virtual. And it's gone to virtual from the standpoint of if you're selling a house, you don't want strangers walking in your house. If you're buying a house, you don't want to walk in a stranger's house. So they're doing virtual and, and having virtual closes. And again, the Houston market is blowing, is picking up. It is, it is definitely, not only that, but when you look at it from a standpoint, I'm looking at the time, but when you look at it from a standpoint of how do I create other sources of income? So I've also seen that the uh, rental market is taking off. You know, when an investor is saying, I'm gonna come in and I wanna purchase a rental property because people's credit scores are not being able to allow them in houses. So because we've had a, a change in the financing, that hasn't stopped the sale of houses. And when I say a change in financing, the, the credit score has gone up to what the banks are now saying, we want more from the person in order to be able to finance them. You know, we've talked about this before, Juan, but we have an aging population and people are getting closer to retirement and they may be looking to increase their income because they don't have enough saved. Would the real estate market be a, a viable option for someone heading into retirement to start making some purchases to start an income stream? Um, let's say you don't want to go out and be a real estate agent, but you want to start investing in the real estate market, uh, in the real estate market to protect your retirement. Would that be a viable option for people? 
Absolutely. From from the standpoint of uh, three two years ago, there were forty eight hundred foreclosures on the market every thirty days in Houston. Today, there's only three hundred. Like, what do you mean three hundred? That's what happened to the other forty five hundred houses. The other forty five hundred didn't hit the market. They hit the they got sold to investors who are now renting them out. Really, that is what's happening. If you take a look at Houston, is moving ten thousand units every 90 days every 90 days 10,000 units move from a rental standpoint so that if an investor says hey i want to have an income generating property something that's going to generate income through the 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 pandemic something that's going to continue to generate income for my family that's what they're looking to do that's amazing you and i've talked about this before but um i don't think people realize that you know this is a viable option does hcc have the classes for the uh the person who maybe just want to be going out as an investor don't want to be a real estate agent but i want to be investor does hcc have the classes that will train them right hcc does have the classes so in that aspect i would say those six classes even if they took them and then didn't get their real estate license it was information that they're going to need Absolutely. Once again, I want to touch on the fact because I, I see this on Facebook. A number of my friends are realtors and they post these uh, virtual house showings. But as you mentioned earlier, is this the wave of the future? Is this the new normal we're going to see? Because um, from everything from buying a car, you can do all that online. They'll deliver it to you or now buying a house. All that will take place virtually. Do you see that happening? More? Right. Not only does it take place virtually, but then you actually are able to close virtually so that you're not going in, you're able to see the house virtually, you're able to make a, an offer on the house, you're able to get the title work done, you're able to view your inspection, you're able to do your loan, and you're able to close all all virtually. Unbelievable, it's, it's a new normal we're heading. Right. We, yeah. we never would have saw that, we would have never, never saw that. Well, we never would have seen a lot of us working from home because a lot of companies didn't want to uh, allow people to work from home, uh, fearing that they may not be productive. And I guess right now we're seeing that many of us are are more productive than we were uh, when we were in an office setting. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Juan, we appreciate you joining us this morning. If people want to learn more about the real estate program from HCC, we're going to post something in the social media post for this show. So look for that. Juan, thanks for being here. All right. Thanks for having me. You have a blessed day, Todd. Bye, bye, Brittany. Bye, Nathan. Bye, Juan. All right. Well, Brittany, we're back once again for another week of virtual working. Are we now, what, week 17? Is that where we are right now? Sure. Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, that's just kind of the the norm that we're in, Todd. Uh, I'm not sure what day it is. I'm not sure what time it is, uh, what month. <laughs> but we do know we're still in 2020 because it's still bad. So still 2020. You know, we want to start off with a special announcement, a congratulations to one of our own here at HCC. Uh, Richard Gosselin is the new interim dean. Uh, it's official today, Brittany. It is official today and it's effective today. He will head up our HCC social and behavioral sciences. He's worked at HCC for over 20, or I'm sorry, 30 years as an economics faculty member, a program coordinator, and department chair of uh, his department 
of this department rather and economics. So he has been an active member of the faculty senate and this is the most immediate recipient of the chancellor's excellence award. And however, we most recently recall having him on the show for creating the faculty video lounge back to prepare for um, the COVID-19 crisis. He recruited 41 instructors to provide training less sessions for faculty in video production, exam security, teaching pedagogy, student engagement, quiz authorizing, and library resources. So Richard has done a lot and we wanna give him uh, the utmost congratulations from everyone here on up to the minute. Uh, we look forward to seeing you in your new role and to hopefully have you back on the show one day. I'm sure we can get him back on the show. He's always been great to work with and made very uh, several appearances on uh, our HCC TV shows. We're talking COVID crisis. As you mentioned before, Brittany, we've got several locations that are open right now for COVID testing, several HCC locations. That's correct, Todd. So we have two that are, at, are part of our Southeast college area. So the first being the Felix Fraga campus, which is at 301 North Drennan Street and our Eastside campus, which is 6815 Rustic. Both of these sites are open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And you do not need an appointment uh, for either one of these locations. Uh, you also don't need to show any symptoms. Simply just arrive, pack some patients uh, to wait and be tested. Now, the other two locations that we have that are drive-through sites are one at our Northeast campus, which is 555 Community College Drive, and our South campus, which is 1990 Airport Boulevard. Both of these locations are open Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. through 4 p.m., but you are required to have an appointment. If you are in need of an appointment and one of these two locations are in your area, be sure to call 512-883-2400. Again, Northeast and South Campus require appointments. Be sure to check out the graphic on our screen right now for information about making that appointment. If you're taking classes in the fall, you're going to need to enroll in one of our enrollment information sessions. The next session is this Wednesday, July the 22nd from 10 to 11 a.m. It's offering help with admissions applications, testing, new student orientation, financial aid, choosing a major. If you have questions, this is the place to get those answers. Uh, you can register today at hccs.edu slash information sessions. That's correct, Todd. Now, Todd, I know you're a big time runner um, yeah. and this is actually up your alley. So Rec Sports is host, hosting a virtual walk slash run. It's a way for everyone to have fun, stay fit. And it's a free event that Rec Sports continues to hold. Um, it's happening, uh, I believe this Friday, uh, this Friday actually is the 24th, um, but let's just say it's happening this Friday through next Friday. So this Friday being July 25th, all the way through July 31st. Now, your deadline to submit um, to take part in this is uh, noon, uh, Friday, July 31st. I guess you're gonna be submitting your time or just submitting the fact that you participate in this, but you are required to have an HCCS email. So be sure to register um, to Roy Byers, that's roy.byers at hccs.edu with the subject line July virtual walk slash run. 
Might have to try that out. Yeah, that sounds like fun. I enjoy those things. Uh, do you like boot camps? We know Brittany does. We know you're a big boot camp aficionado. Virtual fitness classes, boot camps, noon to 1240, uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. It's happening this week, 721 and 723. It's open to current HCC students, staff and faculty. Of course, you must have an HCCS email. Register today, Brittany at christian.andrews at hccs.edu in the subject line write virtual fitness summer 2020. I will sign up for the boot camp Todd when you sign up for the Zumba classes when they bring those back because I know you're yeah. a huge fan don't deny uh, it. Yeah Zumba on Zoom that's what we're working towards here we you know we've got a big week here on uh, up to the minute there some very special guests of course Every week we have the chief. Uh, we'll have the chief on later this week. And tomorrow on the show, you know Larry Payne? You know Larry Payne. I know Larry Payne. He hosts our very own Dialogue Houston. Right. And he has actually been named uh, by the mayor to the task force on uh, policing reform. That's right. He's going to be a guest on the show. Larry has been hosting Dialogue Houston for more than 25 years here in HCC TV. So uh, we look forward to talking with him tomorrow. And also we'll have Indra Pillai's Associate Vice Chancellor of Enrollment Management and Success. She's been very busy, but she'll be joining us to talk about the important things that department is working on for the fall. Fall classes coming up, folks. You want to uh, learn more about them. You know, Brittany, we've got a video that's been floating around in our social media that shows our students, faculty, and staff the different ways we'll be delivering education in the, in the fall. So uh, I believe they can tune into YouTube or find it on our Facebook page for that video. That's correct, Todd. So it's actually all over our social media. So we schedule it periodically, maybe about once every other week, uh, just so that students, faculty, and staff are familiar with the safe learning options coming this fall. So there are four, two of which are online, one on a schedule, one at any time. The other is our Flex Campus, which is uh, our hybrid. So you have the choice of either going into the classroom or doing everything online. And last is the lab based courses for all of our students who need to do their skill labs. Um, now, most, most, if not all of these classes that are going to be in person are going to be significantly smaller, but you can find out more information about this uh, by going to our YouTube channel, searching for um, that video on safe learning. I believe it's called We Are Here For You. And, uh, but also going to our website, hccs.edu slash college your way, which breaks down uh, each safe learning option. That's right. One thing to keep in mind, as CDC guidelines may change throughout the semester, we are tailoring these classes so we can make those accommodations. So keep that in mind as we head into the fall. And I guess, Brittany, the whole uh, the whole theme about this this thing and with fall classes, the summer classes, what we did in the spring was just to be flexible. We all have to be flexible during these times because um, things change and they sometimes can change dramatically very quickly. They do, Todd. And I think the fact that this is, we've said it many, many times before, this was completely unprecedented. So we, like every other institution in the country, are just taking it day by day, working through it, trying to figure out the best solution uh, that fits our student population. And it's difficult, I'm sure, especially those who, like me, would prefer to be in the classroom versus taking classes online. But at least you're still getting that opportunity to complete your classes that takes you one step closer to getting your certification or degree. 
That's right. One way or another, folks, we're here for you and we're going to get through this thing together. As our hashtag says, hashtag we got this HCC. We're going to move forward one way or another. Well, Brittany, that wraps up this today's show. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for keeping us up to date with all the social media happenings. Yeah, definitely. So if any of you have questions um, that you'd like to ask, be sure to DM us on any of our social media platforms. Uh, myself, along with our social media team, will uh, respond and get an answer to you as quickly as possible. But be sure to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And don't forget about our YouTube channel that we were just talking about. Subscribe, hit that notification bell. And once again, be sure to share this podcast and join us tomorrow morning uh, for our next Up to the Minute. That's right. Thanks for being here today. We'll see you tomorrow morning live on Facebook at 10 a.m.